lead music. You're tuned in to KEPWLP 97.3 FM in Eugene, Oregon. PeaceWorks Independent Community Radio, also streaming online at KEPW.org. Now we gathered here on the universe at this time, this particular time, to listen to the 36 black notes of the piano. There's 36 black notes and 52 white notes. We don't mean to eliminate nothing, but we're gonna just hear the black notes at this time, if you don't mind. You're listening to Black Girl from Eugene with Aisha. Good morning, Eugene. We are here, Black Girl from Eugene, Aisha, and I have my guest, Tasha. Good morning. Um, We are having this conversation. It's going to be a vulnerable one. I want to put that out there first because I don't know... um, I never know how many people are following me on Instagram or how how many... You know, like, who's watching what. So I'm just going to tell you guys from the get-go what this information is, what we're going to talk about this, um, this morning. So... The last five years for either of us has been pretty um, transformative. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, pre-show banter here on Facebook Live um, is that for my show, the, the, the very the corner of the show is that I am trying to show the truth behind the words. So like I've been telling people quite a bit lately about the whole in- the idea of inclusivity and why um, that is a term versus an actual reality. And we know that the term of inclusive is one thing, but the reality is something totally different. And if you talk to the people who you're trying to include, (laughs) you know, and we're not talking about what we know what to say at the time when we know what to say, but you talk about the truth of what that felt like, then you'll start to really understand how to make areas and spaces inclusive. So that's the same thing that we're going to talk about today on our show about transformative um, uh, life, life, what am I trying to say? Transformative life uh, experiences. Yeah, situations. Yeah, in situations <laughs> where people are like, oh, you know, we're talking about like you go through hard times and then you triumph and everyone's like, yeah, triumph. And you think about this beautiful, like you're up there, you're like Nike, the goddess Nike with her, <laughs> you know, <laughs> flame and you're like I made it and we both know that that is not (laughs) that's not how this goes um the truth of your the truth of your triumph is ugly like what what did you say it's like the it's like that ugly cry is the way I picture it like you know you have to do it you have to go through it but yeah it ain't pretty It, it ain't pretty and you know and I think that people are like you look at that and people are like oh you know um wow you are so strong you're so strong. And you're like, really? Because I'm trembling as really? we're talking. You know what I mean? I, I've been crying all week long, but thank you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I and I want to give a real narrative to what it really actually feels like. The truth behind being strong. The truth behind being vulnerable. Because that is a strength. Mm-hmm. But I just am like really wanting that inside conversation. You know? So people who, who feel like they should be doing this a certain way and that just doesn't look like that. Actually, that is what it looks like because right. it's ugly. Mm-hmm. It's that ugly cry. Mm-hmm. It's the boo-hoo cry, like the stuff just coming out your face and your nose. 
It is, yeah, right? It's uncontrollable. It's uncontrollable and yet you get you push through. You and do. and I wanna say, you know, not everyone does. Mm-hmm. Not everyone recovers. Right. You know, so I think that we are super lucky that we can even be here five years later mm-hmm. from our the, our most recent transformative life. Right. Because <laughs> we're both in our 40s. We've been through yeah. some things, and you know. we're still going through some things. It's, the process is still very much active, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think that we want to, we're going to give some, uh, some shout-outs real quick. We have Zach that says hi. Oh, hey. Hey, Zach. <laughs> and we have Icy Bailey from Canada, who's going to be a guest in from a few Canada. weeks. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> and we have Barbara from Costa Rica. Hi. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, super sweet. My number one fan. So, um, uh, so I want to start there. Um, I'm also want to say that uh, you guys, I started a Patreon page. Yes. It's huge. Please, please go on there. I it's, mean, you could go. So, uh, she could go so much further with this. Yeah, I want to so be able Patreon. to take it to the house and have like guests. I want to be able to have a laptop. And you guys, so I do exciting. not have a laptop. I do all of this on my phone. It's uh-huh. insane. She does a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. All by myself too. Mm-hmm. It's just like I would like to have like people. You know what I mean? I mean you got you help a lot. And so does M. She helps a lot. Uh-huh. So I you know, but I need we can make this big, we can make this go further. Mm-hmm. And I think the conversations are necessary and I wanna have online forums and I wanna have round tables and right. um, have these real conversations with folks. She can't do this on her cell phone. I mean there's the studio but She's yeah. a little bit more than that. Yeah. <laughs> True. That's, you know that's how we do. You have, right? we, yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. We, we like really, like I'm really out here, you know, <laughs> trying to, <laughs> with my little cell phone. And I just got another cell phone because the one I had was like super, I had it for six years, y'all. Mm-hmm. Six years, super small. We see me texting. Girl. <laughs> so um, anyway, my Patreon page, I'm going to put that out in front. Uh, and it's Patreon, which I thought was spelled wrong, and I spelled it wrong there. I think it's E R O N, right? Or R E O N? You right? The right person asked. Yeah. yeah, it's Patreon.com. Black girl from Eugene, mm-hmm. all one word, underscore one. And it's asking for like a monthly donation of two to five dollars. Um, that helps me try to create uh, Black girl from Eugene and and make it sustainable. And so that we can get this information out. And you have this posted on your social media, right? I do. I have it posted on my Instagram. I, I have it posted it. on my Facebook. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. share it. If you cannot donate $2 a month or $5 a month, I get it. Just share it, share it, share it. And I would be so much so appreciative. Yes. Please help a girl out. <laughs> <laughs> help a sister out. <laughs> you know. Okay. So um, let's jump right in. Okay. Yeah. So five years ago, we're talking 2014. That was um, a long time ago. Girl, doesn't that feel like... I, the reason why I'd want to talk about this topic is because it's go, we're going to 2020. Mm-hmm. This is weird. Like, yeah. the time has seriously just marched on. Mm-hmm. Like, right? So, um, I want to talk about it because we're at the end of a decade yet again. Um, the second decade of the 2000s. And it just keeps getting more and more interesting, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. um, yeah. So, I wanted to approach it. So that we can, um, so that we can talk about these things. Mm-hmm. So I want to go ahead and um, start off with uh, two. I'm sorry, <laughs> someone. So anyway, we're gonna start back and we're gonna go through. So in 2014, there there were um, a lot of uh, things that have happened very far in our lives. 
that I th- here. You just want to turn that. I'm sorry. There's someone here trying to help out in the studio, and we're little interruption. Um, but we've I think fixed it now. We were supposed to. T- is she telling us to turn this up? Is it better? Uh-huh. Sorry, you guys. We have a little. Uh, tech issue here. Is it better? Okay. Perfect. Okay. Sorry. So I want to go into what we're talking about when we talk about vulnerability. We're talking Mm -hmm. about transformation. So um, I'm going to start off with the idea of your life being what you thought it should be and then life telling you what it will be. Um, How, what things in your life in the last five years come to mind that are like things that you are still or that you're working through that has really transformed it where you thought it would be doing one thing and now it's something else. Well, there's good things and bad things. Exactly. So there's lots of good things where I have always been told, you know, I don't have a degree and I don't have enough and I'm not enough and finding myself coping through getting through um, interviewing for positions I never thought that I would qualify based mm-hmm. off of what other people say. Mm-hmm. And... Um, situations where I just excelled. Yeah. And, you know, I had those, I have to say that, you know, I had those mentors and those friends and those cheerleaders in my life that helped me get through those things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I really thought, you know, four years ago that I wouldn't be able to move on to other things. Right. Like I, I was stuck. So you're talking about at work Mm being feeling that like you basically have, um, this, stigma behind you because you didn't have a, a, a college degree. Right. Right. And you're, you're going through for higher positions that yeah. require a degree. Yeah, because I had those people in my corner. I had those cheerleaders. I had that support. Right. But then getting into those positions and finding like maybe they were right in some aspects mm-hmm. and having that self-doubt where maybe I should have listened to these people. Right. I'm not good enough for... I'm not smart enough or I'm not educated enough to get into these positions and mm-hmm. move forward. Maybe I'm not, I hate to say it, maybe I'm not white enough. Maybe right. I don't fit into the little keyhole that everybody's looking to fit into. Right. And how can I change myself? And so I went through a period of time where I doubted myself a lot and I was lost mm-hmm. and I was scared and, you know, things at home weren't super great right say. not amazing <laughs> they weren't yeah. amazing there were some struggles at home with family kids all kinds of things going on so there was a large port part of the last four or five years where I really struggled and looked for you know some I had to look deep I yeah. had to le- look deep into myself and find out you know what are those things that I have what are those attributes that I have that I can bring forward and maybe right. overcome all of these issues mm-hmm. there's a lot of fear self-doubt, mm-hmm. being lost. So when you're like walking around and I, and we're going to go back, I'll talk about the, what I've overcome to, uh, to talk about just the direction. But I, what I really want to say is that when you're walking through and you're there being, um, we worked together. Mm-hmm. And so I, I never would have thought at all that you didn't have a college degree. That's like something you're carrying quietly mm-hmm. within yourself. Right. So that journey of like when you are, are know that you're a top worker, which you have always been, mm-hmm. know that you're someone that everyone goes to, which you have always been. You're also bilingual, which everyone has, has mm-hmm. like gone to you for that as well. Um, when you're carrying that self-doubt inside of that, like, well, what if, they know I don't have a degree or like what. So what, what do you do? What, what did you do when, when that, when faced with the opportunity or the moment 
that that could be in question and it, and it either is or isn't. Like, mm-hmm. what conversations are you having with yourself to get you to the interview? Why? How did you interview when you know you don't have a degree and you go, well, you know what? I'm just going to go and interview. Like, what was that conversation like? It's scary. Yeah. I mean, heart racing, not knowing where to go. Not you have a built-in excuse. Yeah. <laughs> you have a built-in I, was almost, yeah, I almost had my degree. Hold <laughs> on, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, like, wait. Now, I've been in college for three years now. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I think it was... I. Sometimes I feel like we take on all of that stuff and we hold it in we hold it inside. Yeah. And we are afraid maybe feeling vulnerable to tell somebody like this is what's going on with mm-hmm. me. Like these are the things that I'm downing within myself. And I had a moment where, you know, I'm I'm a pretty, you know, I'm pretty quiet. I yeah. don't really put my stuff out on the table all too often, at least not with that many people. Mm-hmm. And it was that vulnerable moment where I told myself I I have to, I'm never going to amount to what I could, you know, like that potential is never going to come out in yeah. me if I don't tell somebody. So I started just telling myself that you just have to put it out there. Right. Yeah. This is what I have. This is what I'm going through. And this is what I have to offer. What do you think? And it's, I allowed people to make opinions about mm-hmm. me and talk to me about who I am or how they perceive me. Right. And, you know, a lot of people come forward and they're just as vulnerable. You think there's these strong people that you look up to, but they have a lot of vulnerabilities, Mm -hmm. too. And so when you can find that in each other, not to say that you want to sit and sorrow with someone else all the time, but that you find that everybody, well, not everybody, a lot of people are going through the same situations that you are. Mm -hmm. And you can learn from their experiences and they can learn from yours. And you can kind of put both out on the table and you guys can learn together that... You know, these are my vulnerabilities. This is what we have in common. And the other person may have overcome those things. Yeah. It no, gives to- you lots of tools and ideas. Totally. Um, and I'm wondering about when you say that, the first thing that I think about is that, like, um, it's that moment when you feel like you really don't have a, it's not, you don't have a choice. It's not like a, you're in the corner. Mm-hmm. It's that moment when you're like, you're at the you're at the edge and you're like I'm going to let go of yep. this. I'm going to let go of this. And it's not I'm going to get let go of it in a way where it's like I'm not sure. There's just this point in time where it just has gotten to where you've done everything. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like a checklist. It's right. a it's very much a feeling in your chest. It's very much a feeling in your heart. It's very much a feeling it, where you just don't have an answer for the past anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't have that answer. Mm-hmm. So now it's like I gotta let it go, and I'm just gonna go right into this space, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think for me, I had um, I I also believe I'm I'm totally into astrology and I'm totally into spirituality and I'm all about it. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I I have a sometimes I have a hard time relating to people here in Eugene, mm-hmm. like because the, the white folks here with, who are into the woo woo, <clears throat> that's astrology and all the mystic <laughs> spiritual <laughs> stuff. We call it the woo. Yeah, um, you know if we. I, it's almost like they're holier than thou and they can't even come to the ground like they, mm-hmm. as if they don't experience pain and they don't experience um, doubt and because they're so in touch with the universe that like there is no negativity and I just, I'm just here to say that is not true and it's fake and it's, it's like they're bypassing their pain and they're bypassing the, the actual process and journey and that's why it's hard for me to connect here. Right. So when I left... Um, uh, well, so I'm going to go back four years ago when things started happening in my life where um, astrologically there's a certain planet that passed through. It's like the kind of the explanation that I use. And it was one of those transits that 
that say that it strips you of all the things that you thought that you needed to live with, like that you thought you couldn't live without. It literally strips you of it. Um, and then it says, how about that? <laughs> and this planet goes very slowly through your transit. So it takes years to strip you of whatever you thought that you couldn't live without or that you for sure thought was working perfectly. Right. Wasn't gonna, it's not going to work for you in your future. So um, I went through a massive, like massive, massive um, loss in several different compartments of my life. Um, and then not only was I went through a loss and I, well, a loss meaning like um, I was divorced. I got a divorce that I did not necessarily see coming at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a divorce. I got my son was, um, had a, a life altering head injury. Um, I lost my house. I, then was losing grip at work with my uh, all my diversity work and committees that I was on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of that came to a head when I was assaulted by EPD here and then had a severe concussion. So that at that point, I lost memories. I also lost um, time with my daughters and my kids because I was out of it mm-hmm. for a good year and a half. The concussion was really bad. Right. Um, I lost ability. I was very athletic. I lost ability to move my body. I didn't walk for six weeks after the attack um, or the assault. Um, I then was in physical therapy for two years after that. Yep. Um, physical therapy, Tensegrity, you guys shout out, perfect people. <laughs> yeah, so so freaking ridiculous. And also, I want to say Kevin Maloney, my massage therapist. I want to say Kathy Knowles, who did um, underwater water pressure on me. I had all, the, oh my God, Lisa and um, uh, Lisa Del Alba and Benjamin Bell, who did cranial sacral and herbal medicine on me for two years straight. Uh, angels, like you said, people mm-hmm. who you're, who are willing to step up for you. Mm-hmm. I had to go to court and have all that loss put on public display. And then I lost the court case mm-hmm. based on real racism. You know, I mean, they just, after everything that was out there that, you know, to be dehumanized uh, in public and then go to work and ask people, ask what's your problem? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then be dehumanized at work. Um, and then I, I lost... I, that was over years of time. I'm describing three years of my life back to back to back. And then I kept on going and my daughter was young and had a baby. Um, that happened in the middle of all of that. Um, and then my stress, my body said, oh, you keep going, don't you? Like, mm-hmm. you just keep pushing through, sister. And then it collapsed. <laughs> it said, you are done. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to stop. Your stress level has gone too high for too long. And now you need to stop. And I literally collapsed and was in the hospital. Um, From there, I went to, I then again was on bed rest for almost six weeks. Mm -hmm. Couldn't work out again for almost a year. Took a year and a half to recover from the adrenal uh, crisis. And then I quit my job Mm -hmm. and said, oh, you know what? (laughs) That's right. The last thing I don't need in my life (laughs) is going to work with you people every day. So, so then I quit and I, and, um, I was like, I need time to go. And so it's, I sold all my stuff, Mm -hmm. let everything go and moved to Texas and with my, (laughs) and I lived with my sister, my angel sister who took care of me and my, you know, teenage daughter, let us live and let me recover, Mm -hmm. uh, for seven months until I, I had to be sucked back to Eugene to, Again, like we were saying earlier, is a process. I really believe that in my healing, coming back to the place that was so traumatic for me, 
um, needed to be, it is still currently a part of my trauma and is a part of, of the recovery. Um, so to say all of that and to just realize that like, well, how do you get over those things? Well, I don't think that that's the point. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think. Do you feel like you got over no, girl. Things? I mean, yeah. And some things. Like, <laughs> I'm all, yeah, and no. Like, it's, the, the truth of it is, the truth of it is, is that I think that's my whole point is that you don't, it's not about getting over it. It's like the process in it. It's a, the self-discovery within that. Like what whole, you're learning. Right? That pain. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever felt that level of pain um, on so many different aspects of my life. And I think what I, everyone else is always, oh, you're so strong, Aisha. Oh, you're just so strong. You know, and that's nice. Um, but <laughs> I clearly, yeah, I get it. I am strong. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to give myself that pat on the back. I made it through. But um, I can't tell you that I'm, I'm completely over it because it, the the truth of it is that triumph doesn't come with, doesn't come with a badge. It doesn't come with a gold medal. Mm-hmm. Um, people are like, well, look at you now. Like, you're, you're self-sustainable. You got your new career. Your podcast is going really great. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but you realize that, like, and that is great. I'm not going to demean that. I'm not going to say don't be, don't, don't um, celebrate your, your uh, successes because you should. But the point of this today show is to talk about what it really felt like, like the truth of it was that, you know, like you said, when you walk up to the table and you're like, OK, I'm on I'm on right now at work and I've been crying for 14 hours straight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, it, does that make me weak? Does that make me strong? Am I OK? And the truth of it is, is like that crying for for months, you actually are OK. Mm-hmm. You are OK. You are releasing you are releasing your your everything in that moment. And I think in growth, you can't have the same stuff that you had in the past. You can't hold on to it. Exactly. And so when you're crying, it's like the beginning of that release. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be the middle of that release and it can be the end of that release and it can be the remembrance of that release. Right. And it's never really like a bad thing to still feel it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like the other day, like I told you, I was like, oh, my God, why do I keep having this dream? You know? <laughs> Why is my, like, why are they in there? You know, it's like, and it's kind of like, well, it's not about like, wow, Aisha, you're still like in the past. It's really like, okay, what, what else is coming up that I still need to work on? Yeah. Um, and being like compassionate around that work. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does the compassionate around that work even look like? For, for me, the compassion around that work is that it's still here and I still have to do it. Don't be upset about it. It can be another two years before it stops. Right. It's okay. It might be something new after that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's okay. And the truth yes. of it is, is that, like, when I was going through all that stuff, I was embarrassed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of self-doubt, like what you were talking about. Right. Um, I had just really, like, mental uh, stability that was as as steady as I could, and then to have kept it going for so many years, um, I think the toll that was taken on me physically was more uh, what is what I deal with more now than is was the the emotional toll that it took because I when it every time that I had to go through something it was so big that it was like I I could not carry the last thing with me to make it to the next thing mm-hmm. you know it was kind of like okay I'm sorry. I'm going to have to say goodbye to all of that. Like, I have to say goodbye. 
even to the memories of like working with my son before the head injury, like who he was before the head injury and who he is after, I had to say goodbye to my old son and like welcome my new son. You know what I mean? Which was amazing. He's a totally, but he's completely different. Uh, Same thing with my daughters. After trauma, you have to let go of who they were before because you are another person after your traumatic experience. Exactly. And you have to welcome that new person in, which means you have to let go of your old person. Right. That in itself is grief. You know, a lot of people go, oh, well, what are you so sad about? It's like, I kind of miss being that that old Aisha. Like, I mm-hmm. miss, you know, the old relationships that I could hold on to and that I had. Right. You know? <laughs> yes. I miss I my old kind of old life and old friends, mm-hmm. even though in that traumatic transformation, I found out who was my friend and who wasn't. Exactly. Doesn't mean you don't miss the bad ones. Nope. And I think that's okay, too. People are like, oh, he was so toxic for you. How do you miss him? <laughs> Because he was a part of your life, Mm -hmm. you know, because when you attach yourself to someone so strongly, it's cellular. Yes. You know, so I think we have to give each other space in that idea and not really each other, but like yourself. Like that is the biggest thing for me is like what you were saying. You have that expectation of other people looking at you and you're going, what do you see? Right. The truth is like, what do you see Mm -hmm. in yourself? Right. You know, but sometimes you can't see those things until you've had a conversation with someone else that can see a little bit more in you. So who do you think for you that that you because that's something I didn't do that. Like I maybe I should have. But I felt and I have to say my concussion was so bad for two years, that year and a half, two years that it was really hard for me to, um, you know, uh, it was really hard for me to actually um see clearly of right. what was going on. Um, oh, yeah, see, I see Bailey says our old selves are still a part of who we, you are. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You cannot, that, and that's the whole thing. It is a part of you. You just can't carry it. Right. You know, you, and meaning, and what I mean by ca- you can't carry it, meaning that, like, for it to be the, what's running the show, mm-hmm. you're, you're uh, bypassing growth. Right. And that old part of you is definitely always there because that, it is who you are. It's how you mm-hmm. got here. Right. It just can't drive. It cannot. It cannot always be what's driving the boat to the next to the next island. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Um. Uh. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh. So that is true. Yeah. Accountability circles are very healthy. Absolutely yes. true. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to have people that you trust and that yes. you have to. Um. For me, like I said, my concussions were so bad. My concussion from the police brutality that I encountered was so bad I think I had a really hard time understanding who was in my corner and who wasn't and so my my therapist and not my not well yeah her too Nicole hey (laughs) Nicole um not my uh her my my therapist my mental health therapist but I also like I said I named Kathy Knowles who did um, underwater uh, acupuncture pressure pressure like underwater it was amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, I had Kevin Maloney who worked on me for years getting my body back together, you know, and, and, uh, and why can't I think of it all of a sudden? My physical therapist, uh, Tensegrity, hello, uh, Tensegrity, they were amazing. They took so much time. And, um, and then, like I said before, Lisa with, um, Under One Roof Healthcare here, Lisa Delaba and Benjamin Bell, I don't think I can ever explain the level of love that these folks gave me. And when they were on the stand for me, um, they all were in the on the stand for me g- doing testimony for free. They they spent all that time mm-hmm. this depositions 
And this kind of stuff takes years, you guys. You don't go, you don't have a, something happen to you and then you go to court like two. It was a, a year and a half process to even get to court. And they were asking all of these people all these questions and they were on the stand forever and they did it all for free because they were like, this is, this is like an, a, a, atrocious. Like we have to be here. And they didn't charge me. None of them did, you know, and, and they still saw me afterwards because I still had work to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I don't know, I, I'm thinking that maybe because of my injury, I didn't think of my 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 family for me was really I was upset with them and I don't you know for reasons I I you know I just thought they weren't as supportive as they needed to be but like I said my head injury was kind of foggy you know um I was still holding on to that old self really hard Mm -hmm. because I the new self was scary I didn't understand where I was going I didn't see my future clearly um I don't think anyone really does I mean can you see like when you're in that transformation and you're going to be spit out on the other side and you're not like, wow, yeah, now I'm Oprah Winfrey. Like, it's not like something that happens to you. You get no. spit out on the other side of trauma and you're like, you have been processed. <laughs> you have gone through it. And now you're on the other side. Welcome to your new life. Black. Right. Right. <laughs> and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm still bleeding. You know what I mean? Yep. And there you are. There you are. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. I think you don't know what to expect. What are you supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Right. I think people are like, oh, you've gone through all of these things and you're so, you've gone through it. You're great now. Right. Now I'm stripped of everything and I am raw. Mm -hmm. And now I'm supposed to rebuild my life. Yeah. How much time does that take for you? Now, in your experience, how did you feel um, when you're going through this? I think, (laughs) so, now I don't want to bring (laughs) it Trying not to do. Like, I'm like, I'm thinking of your. See, this is the thing. You and your the college, um, the college, like fear that you have that people don't know that you had that degree. Mm-hmm. I just want you. I want you to say, and I don't want to say how far you've gone just on your grit and intelligence and like straight up working, doing the That's thing. A great way to switch up the conversation after all that trauma. You want me to just talk about my little? <laughs> it's not little. little breathing when you were talking (laughs) it was a lot lot of stuff to go through it was a lot um i think okay so let's go back to what i see you saying accountability circles are very healthy um so they are and i didn't really think that i had those so i've always been the person that kept it all inside and kept it together you know the friend that's always like giving all that great advice but never taking any of that advice on herself yeah just holding it in and holding it in and you know eventually Almost in the same way that you went through when you got back to work yeah. after everything and you didn't have that support and your body just shut down. Yeah. I had the same experience, um, probably not to the extent that you did, but mm-hmm. mentally I had a, a, I feel like a complete breakdown. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't hold my stuff together at work. Right. I, I couldn't focus. I couldn't talk. I was trying to hold it all in and trying to be really strong and I just broke apart yeah. I would be at work uh uncontrollably crying in my yes. cubicle and people would say oh my gosh oh my gosh what can I do to help what's going on I had no idea mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on I've always been tough I you know I work in social services you're supposed to be somewhat tough yeah. because you deal with everybody else's issues 
but I was taking on other people's issues and I was taking on other people's opinions and I was not forming that accountability circle around mm-hmm. me. I was with or around a lot of people or I was putting myself in situations with people where it wasn't unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I was doing unhealthy things. People were very negative around me and you kind of fall into that circle. Right. You, 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 I mean, you can think for yourself, obviously, but when you put yourself around all of that negative energy, sometimes mm-hmm. you start to absorb those things. So mm-hmm. I did not have that accountability circle. Mm-hmm. At least for the most part, I didn't think I did. And when I hit rock bottom and I fell apart and I couldn't work anymore and I finally had to like swallow my pride and tell them I couldn't be there and Mm -hmm. I needed time for myself, I left and I quickly found out who was in my circle. Right. And I did have cheerleaders in my circle Mm -hmm. and I did have people that were not cheerleaders and wanted to bring me down further and I Mm -hmm. had to separate those things in my life. Right. So, and I didn't know. I think I was very vulnerable at that point in time and I feel like I never needed in the past to reach out to others Mm -hmm. but I truly did Mm -hmm. and it it took people to force themselves upon me for me to learn that I really needed those people I needed those cheerleaders those mentors those coaches in my life and those really true friends that would tell me you know and uh no everything is not okay right now right you're not okay and you don't take your own advice and these are the things that you are not doing Mm -hmm. right for yourself and for your future and for your family Mm -hmm. and you know there's those other people that are like you can do it you know you just have to look for it or you just have to jump i think that's the thing for me i had to jump right i had to jump out of my regular comfortable little world out of my bubble and jump into something that I didn't know, like go to counseling and actually talk about my issues and right. talk about my childhood and all these things. I never wanted, nobody really wants to talk about those things. Right, right. I didn't want to talk about yeah. them. I didn't want to cry. And so I'd go in and tough and be like, everything's fine. Oh, yeah, my issues with my mom or my issues with my family in the past were this. And I'm I'm okay with it. I've right. overcome it. I've done that. And I didn't. I yeah. haven't overcome anything. Yeah. I was like... It was like almost running back into my childhood. I think that's what a really good point um, moving forward. Like, I think it's a really good point because a lot of the way that you deal with the trauma, the lot, a lot of the way that you get through um, things that come to you and that you have to deal with in these transformative times um, what you're actually fighting against, you're like, why can't I do it? Like, why can't I just say no? Like, why? Right. Can, where is the boundary? <laughs> I know I have boundaries. They're around here somewhere. Like, no, like, no, no. And somebody know. says something to you, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, I guess it's okay. Like, I, I don't like it, though. Like, that's something, you know. And so, yeah, you're like, I know I have that boundary laying around somewhere. So you got to yes. pick it up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the idea around exactly with what you're saying, the childhood stuff comes up. And you're going, I'm sorry. Why are we talking about the childhood things when I just told you <laughs> I was attacked by the police? Let's go there. You yes, know, and she's yes. like, that, that's true. And that's huge. But let's talk about why you feel like the answer is always within. Mm-hmm. I mean, life is throwing. Str- I'm, it's so hard not to cuss in this episode. I mean, the profanity is just <laughs> at the tip of my tongue. But <laughs> I'm just telling you, this, I mean, I want to say it loud. So, um, so basically, like, I think that. What the truth of it is, is that you you have to understand that the way you react when you're attacked is coming from very far deep inside your core. 
and it's very far deep inside your core is that mm-hmm. inner child. Mm-hmm. And people are like, inner child? Oh, no, now she's going to go there. <laughs> um, but it's true. There, there is, when you, if you can take yourself to having this conversation with yourself and understand that when you are under attack, it's natural to react. Mm-hmm. But when you can slow down and understand from what capacity you're reacting from, then you can respond. It's, it's responding is, is more centered than reacting is. Reacting is survival. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's nothing wrong with reacting when you're under attack. But you've got to understand where that reaction is coming from. Because if right. you are just blah, 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 and no one is telling you, like you were saying, no one's telling you, hey, Tasha, what, what is going on right now? You are, you are coming through the door like, whoa, you know? Mm-hmm. Then you're thinking you're okay. Your, your adrenaline and your cortisol and your attack meth mode is on fire, mm-hmm. high mode, the whole time. So you never get to slow down. Right. Never get to slow down and say, like, I'm overwhelmed. I, you know, and if you are able to slow down and you can say that you're overwhelmed and then you go home and you're like, why can't I feel better? Like, what can I do? Well, the truth of it is sometimes you have to lean deep into that feeling of overwhelm. Like, you actually have to be overwhelmed. You have to let it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you have to do that ugly cry. Yep. Uh, and then you need to understand that, like, not everyone can even understand what the ugly cry was about. Because this is your own journey. Mm-hmm. And, and that inner child, that inner pain, that stuff that comes to you. Like, for me, my, my problem is, from my childhood, is that for some reason, I, well, hmm. For obvious reasons, living in Eugene, being the only black girl in everything I did and having that press against me, my issue really was very much that I'm not good enough and I have to like push, you know, and so and I have to prove, you know, you have to prove I have Mm -hmm. to prove. But it wasn't like a prove because I'm black. It's a prove because of my core value. You know what I mean? Like it was one thing that I'm black, but there's another thing that am I valuable? Like, right. Mm -hmm. And that for some reason uh, was something I had to create. Like I had to actually peel away where did where did that doubt come from? Because I I was telling you last night when we were talking about this, it's like in the back of my mind, it reminds me of that Janelle Monet song. She's like, um, I like it. It's like I had I have always known that I'm capable of very high potential. Like I'm very smart. Mm-hmm. I can pick up almost anything that I do and kill it. Like right. I, I can't so where did the doubt come from? Mm-hmm. It's not mine. Yeah, where? Where did the doubt come from? <laughs> Cottage Grove, <laughs> you know, <laughs> fighting, fighting boys that were calling me names when I was in fifth grade, you know, mm-hmm. like pulling my hair and pushing me down and, you know, teachers going, oh, I'm sure it wasn't that bad, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that, that right. kind of stuff, mm-hmm. microaggressions, you know, and then you grow up and you go, you're not thinking about that actively, right? you know, nope, but it comes out. Yeah. It comes to the point where you're like, Why? Do I feel so angry when I'm in this situation? Why? Where is it coming from? It's coming from unresolved places. That does not mean what's happening to you is not real. It's very much real. Mm -hmm. It's your reaction to it that we're talking about, right? Exactly. I think in that spiritual path um, that we were discussing earlier, uh, the spiritual path being that what I have picked up in my experience has been um, I really am into astrology. Like I'm learning it. I study it. Like it's not, 
horoscopes and I will not take up an hour and a half discussing why because I could do that. But it's, you know, but astrology is very deep. It's very complex and it's very mathematical and it's a lot of like, it's a lot of stuff going on. Um, and I'm, st- I'm starting to study it. So I, uh, I have a very strong family base. I have a very supportive brother. Sis- my, mm-hmm. my brother here is extremely incredible. My family is incredible. Super lucky that way. Um, I've lost a lot of friends. I have too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of g- people who I would like, those were my good friends. Yes. They were my good friends. <laughs> to the old me. Yeah. yeah, to the old me. Mm-hmm. And that process for you, what was it that made them go for you? Like the friends? Like, what, 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 did you let them go or did they walk away from you? Or how did that happen? I had some friends that walked away. It, they, just, they just fell away. Fell away. I think they just fell away. And some friends that I've reached out to, and I don't expect that people take on my issues Girl. or anything. I don't yeah. expect anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can, there's this feeling that you get when you reach out to somebody that has offered to be there for you. Yeah. And even when you talk or just express your emotions that you can just feel in your heart that they're not there for you. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I'm not going to damn the people that I feel weren't there for me in the moment. Right. Um, and maybe they were going through a lot of things in their lives and they couldn't take those things. Cause I know when I was not feeling well, I couldn't be support as supportive as I wanted to be with other people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say that I'm shunning those people from my lives. They're just people that fell away in the moment because I needed something that they were unable to offer. At that yeah. Moment. The capacity. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree with that. I think a lot of my friends that I don't have in my life anymore, that whole like, well, they were never your friends. You know, they were never your friends at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's true. Mm-hmm. I, I think the capacity of friendship has a limit. Um, and some don't. Some are there to the to the end, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important, like exactly what you said. It's not to shun anyone, and I don't feel there were some people who I they were with the old me. Mm-hmm. They were with the old me, and they can't accept the new me, which is okay because that means our friendship had a capacity. Right. It, it stopped there, and some people who are still in my my like auxiliary life, you know, they're like around. I know who they are. Yeah. Um, They've, I've had a lot of, because of the situations that I had gone through, a lot of rumors were talked about, you know, um, with my divorce, a lot of, you know, how they, friends, look, oh, we never liked her anyway. Yeah. You know, you get those conversations and then you get like, you know, with the police, well, was she really doing what she's supposed to do or did they, you know, so I had a lot of that talk. Mm-hmm. And so it was a lot of humility. And um, uh, like I said, I was very much in a public, like I was very, I, there was embarrassment about it, but then it was very much scrutiny. That was not warranted. You know what I mean? It was, right. It's kind of like the comments on Facebook. Like, like, oh my God, like, what are they saying? Like, you know, <laughs> it's like that. Like, it's, you just get all these comments about your life and your experience that have nothing to do with anything, but you're taking it in like a hit, you know? Right. But those friends are doing that too. Those that I'm air quoting, um, the friends. And so I use friends loose and lightly. Like, those people who are, are in my life who chose to be here and even when it got exactly. too yeah mm-hmm. and when it got too heavy some of them had to step back right and then when it got lighter they said hey can I come back in mm-hmm. like it was a permission like can I still be here like I know I stepped back and it was for my own good mm-hmm. I love you I watched you from it and I was always here but I had to just step back 
You know? And then there's other friends who, like, I just don't count them as friends. I know them. Right. Like, acquaintances. Acquaintances. They Mm -hmm. became acquaintances. Mm -hmm. No hard feelings. Right. I just will not be sharing those things with you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I just will not be calling you. Like, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, of course I'll say hello. Mm -hmm. You know, we're grown women here. Like, you know. But I, we've, it's clear where the capacity of the relationship goes. And it's not, to me, it's not sad. It's clarifying. It is. Yeah. I, I, I can't say, even when it's clarifying and it's like right there in your face, that it doesn't hurt a little bit for me. Okay, it's yeah, just, you're you know, right. there is, it, it's, it's <laughs> that letting go. It's that letting, for me, like to be vulnerable and really say it, like there is a little part of me that feels like, dang. Yeah, no, I you're right. I thought we were really good friends and it's slightly hurtful. But I was in denial. But on true. the other hand, I have no control over if they're going to be friends with me or not. Yeah. You know, I can reach out to you and say hi and you could say hi and then it's kind of left at that. It's left at that, and yeah. And just, that does kind of hurt. I need to let those things go. I need to brush right. those things off. But once in a while, they just kind of rear their head and be like, hey, you know, was I supposed to be a better friend or did I miss something or yeah. what was I supposed to do? And I, I keep reminding myself. No. Yeah. I'm you did. fine. You did what I you did. did. I didn't have any bad intentions. Yeah. That's what I was supposed to do, and this is what was supposed to happen. You know, I th- speaking of intention, too, I thought about my impact and my behavior, even when I was hurting. And I think that people have to be accountable for that. Uh, you are hurting, and you are going through a lot of stuff. But you don't have to be a jerk in that moment. You know what I mean? Um, you it, it can be very deep. The pain can be very real. Uh, I encourage having having found someone that you can trust, like an account of something who can be accountable, and then go away with that. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I feel because you just, I, it's not like go away. In my, I didn't say that right. In my in my experience, um, I needed to look at my own behavior and the things that I had lost. Right. There were some things I couldn't control. I can't control what happened to me with the EPD. Like I couldn't control what happened with my son. I couldn't control being divorced, um, but I can control some of the behavior involved in it. Like I even looked at my my marriage. I even looked at my relationship to to what happened at the very beginning of the cop when I was work dealing with the cops. I even looked at my job and I said, "What could I have done better? Is there anything I could have done better?" Some of those answers were, "Yeah, like you, yeah, you could have listened more, or yeah, you could have, you know." That was pretty much it. I just, <laughs> I, there was one aspect of my life that I was like, I could have done some things a little bit different. But other things, I, I did exactly what I needed to be doing. And right. life just life just happened the way it happened. It had to happen in certain ways so that I could get to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is that like sometimes you don't have anything else you could do better. It just is what it is. Right. you know. But I think the accountability comes when you can just go, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I have to walk away. Right. You know, I got to kind of put that boundary and say, this isn't safe for me anymore. It doesn't feel good anymore. It's not, it doesn't serve my journey anymore. Mm-hmm. And the truth of it is when people say it doesn't serve my journey, I don't know where I'm going. Like I'm trying, you know, <laughs> I mean, we just know it ain't backwards. Right? You know what I mean? Like, yes. let's be real. Like when someone's like, oh, your journey and blah, 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 you don't know, you know, you don't know. You have an idea. Right. Like you have an idea of where you want to go. You have an idea of what you want to be. Because you've learned from your experiences. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you have learned, you know, it doesn't limit yourself mm-hmm. to say, I'm actually the, the road turned left and I was sure it was going to go right. Yeah. And it didn't, you know, so now you're going left. What does that look like? Don't act like, you know, because <laughs> you don't. What you're going to do is show up for it. Right. You're going to be present for it. 
You're going to be like, what is this? Oh, it's a lily. Like, oh, I thought I liked white flowers. Or this is a white flower. What do I do with this flower? You know what I mean? Like, you have to understand that the universe is giving you what you need. Mm -hmm. Even when it's the ugliest, nastiest, it doesn't taste right. Sometimes you have to sit back and go, "What what am I doing in this that doesn't fit or doesn't feel good? What do I do to make it fit? What do I do to make it feel good? Or is this just not going to work? It's got to be something else. Move on. You know what I mean? Yes. I don't know that anyone has that answer. And I think it's really important that people act, stop acting like you do. <laughs> I think it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're all in here together. Like we we're just, you don't know. How, okay. I'm 42. I don't know how to be 45. Right. You know, I, I'm a mother of three children. I've never had twins. I can't tell you what that's like. Like, don't act like you know. And why would you? What? Hey, can we live in the present? Yeah. Right? You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't. So just show up for mm-hmm. yourself. Right. Show up for the process. And if that means you're still dreaming dreams of your old, like, whatever, or you're, you know. or Frustrating. And it's frustrating. Or if you're having, like, you know, like, you're like, dang, should I have left that job? They had good insurance. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's okay. Yeah. Because that's part of the process. Right. Believe it. Uh-huh. Believe in it. And that you'll be okay. You will be okay. Mm-hmm. If you show up again tomorrow, you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. You did it. It's like, it's just keep thinking about the ugly crying. Oh, <laughs> the, girl, the, all the days that I was at work after uh, my divorce, I cried every single day for one year straight. Oh. Every single day. I look at the pictures and I'm like, oh, that's where they came from. Like all the ages. Because right? <laughs> I cried every day. Um, but the, and with, and <laughs> what's really funny is I'll look back to like... I used to look back to the case notes I made when I was under that concussion, and I'm like, whoa, what was I thinking? What was I trying to say? Like, I, I don't even know. You were trying to say I was a lot trying. of things. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was trying. Mm-hmm. I was actually showing up the best that I could show up. I was amazed that you could show up. Girl. <laughs> Me too. When I look at you, and I'm like, you showed up, and then you went back. I'm like, this girl. <laughs> what is shit. wrong with her? She is like, all I'm about it. She's like, I am here for the fight. Let's go. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. So, but I, because you know you're, that you know where you're supposed to be. Yep. Now, where you're going, I don't know. But you know where you're supposed to be. Yeah. I, I really admire that about you. Like, you're like very sure about where you're supposed, like the area, the direction. Like for um, me, I, oh yeah, no? I oh, don't know. Oh, oh, what? <laughs> Maybe that appears to be on the outside, but it's like, um. I don't know. I get. To, I feel like I try really hard to not think about what happened yesterday. Yeah, and think that I'll do better today. Right. I'll do my best today. Right. I'll, I'll try. Yeah. And some days I I can't try, and those are the days that I don't go to work. <laughs> <laughs> You're like mental health. Like, yep. See ya. Wake up, my eyes open. Like, nope, this isn't the day. And I go back <laughs> to sleep. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, I think I wake up every day and think. Well, I've overcome a lot of things and I'm working on a lot of things. And if I don't get up and try today, then I'm not going to have a chance to see what it could be. I think it's move forward. Yeah. Pushing forward. You're just pushing forward. Mm -hmm. I think it's important, though, that we because I know who you are. (laughs) I know who I am. I, I know a lot of people who were strong, strong women and men who push forward. I think it's really important that when someone cares enough to not criticize you, but to give you advice. Mm-hmm. And you can't see the advice. You're like, what? what is that about? Like, I don't get it. Right. That's, you stop right there. Because you take that advice and you hold on to it. 
because there is something about it mm-hmm. that you are pushing against when you're like, what is that about? I don't get it. That right there is the answer, honey. <laughs> <laughs> that is the answer. Yeah. What you don't get, what you hate about something that you saw, or when you're like, whatever, that doesn't pertain to me at all. Like, blah, 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 blah. And you all of a sudden, it hits a note in you. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at, baby. That is where you need to sit. Mm-hmm. Because that is where the answer is for you to move on past or learn from what you are stuck with. Oh, my gosh. I agree with that. Yes. That's, that's uh, true. It's heavy. Girl, I do mm-hmm. not want to hear how I am not good at something, blah, blah, blah. Or like, you, you know, you might really feel... Like, someone told me, like, they're like, oh, you don't like her? I'm like, I cannot stand her. You know, and they're like, because she's just like you? And I'm like, I'm sorry, sorry, what? I will fight you right now. I'm sorry, huh? What'd you say? Look, you can excuse yourself. (laughs) The truth of it is, it's like, what don't you like about her? I don't like that she thinks that she knows everything. Well, does she know everything? Is it because you don't have the the courage that she does to put yourself out there? Uh-huh. Is that what you don't like? You don't think she's good enough and you don't you you are good enough and you don't have enough courage? Yep. Uh maybe. <laughs> I don't even think I asked you. Like yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Whatever. Oh, Still don't like her. Like, you know, <laughs> whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> So I that actually really helped me to think to look at the things I really didn't I really found about other people things that people were advising me about that I just like dismissed mm-hmm. and I'm like whoa 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 why am I dismissing it so quickly you know yes why don't I why don't I why does that like bother me that she said that it's 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 hitting it's pinging ping something in you don't yeah. ignore that right that's the answer for you that's self exploration that is reflection mm-hmm. it could be about your identity. It could be about your race. It could be about how you identify to your race. It could yeah. be about how you identify to other people, how, what your relationships are, mm-hmm. how, you, how you create relationships, how you d- walk away from relationships, how you do your work. How you, I mean, yep. it could be anything. Yes. So listen to that. Listen to it. That pain that you're like, oh, that irritation. Because <laughs> that irritation is you talking. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's you. It's not about that other person. It's you talking to yourself. You got to lean into that. Um. Yeah, I just feel like I'm, I've got, I, no, like, I'm thinking about it, like, girl, I've been doing work. I have, I have been doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I see it. Uh-huh. Girl, because you, you saw me when I, we actually didn't know each other very well when I first got, uh, I mean, we knew each other. When you first got hired at the state? No, when all that stuff was going down. Oh, uh-huh. like from the big, from the get go. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. yeah. I remember when my my um, what is it? The the Photoshop, the the uh, mug shot came on, and we work for the state, so we we're always looking through the mug shots to see if our clients are there or not, right? Uh-huh. And um, people were talking about me because I wasn't did the mug shots. Someone texted me and was like, like what? How, like what? You know? And I and I couldn't even read my phone. I was so messed up. And um. I remember, and I thought, like you were saying, how you don't know who people who are in your corner. Mm-hmm. This one coworker who I never talked to, and she came up to me like hardly anyone was talking to me when I came back to work. Uh, yeah, yeah, they didn't know what to say. I don't, I don't know. I had a lot to say while you were gone. Okay, <laughs> silent <laughs> when I got back. Yeah, so toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one worker though, she came up to me and she was like, "I knew." She didn't say anything to me. She said, "I knew if you were in jail." It was because you were fighting for your kids. I knew it wouldn't be anything else. And she just gave me a hug. 
Oh. And I, I cried. I'm about to cry right now. Because <laughs> it was so real. Because it was like anyone could speculate what happened to me. Yep. You know what I mean? And she just said, I know. She didn't even ask me what happened. She said, I know that if you were in jail, it's because you were fighting for your kids. And then she just gave me a Girl, killing me. You know? <laughs> killing me. It's like bringing tears to my eyes right now. Because it was like, she saw my truth and she was like, I'm not judging you. Mm-hmm. I would be the same. I'd do the same thing. Angels. Yeah, I didn't know that she was in my corner. We yep. never talk. Right. And she didn't say much to me after that either. But I just knew, there's a real one. <laughs> right? <laughs> that She was really about herself. She was really about her job. She really like, I don't have any. I don't have anything to say about your journey in a, any, any bad way. Right. I see you doing you. And she didn't even have to say anything to you, but she not chose to up, come up and say something. Yeah, not a word. Not a word. So, how are you doing in your post- all, I guess you're not post. You're still processing. I'm, I'm still, still processing. in the midst of processing. Yeah. 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 So how is it? Like, what? It, I mean, at this point, because I'm feeling like I've I've processed a good a good chunk of my grief. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to process in my journey moving forward, which has a lot to do with my podcast, <clears throat> has a lot to do with the direction I'm going and sharing, uh, like, real, stop talking, like, to myself and, like, actually talk to people about what mm-hmm. I think is actually going on. Mm-hmm. Um that's a part of my new self. Right. So I think I've processed quite a bit. Um, I still have a lot to process. Right. Yeah. So how are you doing with yours? I'm still talking to myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, excuse For me. people in my circle, let me know if I seem a little crazy. But um, I don't know. I'm still in the process of things. I'm still in the process of uh, grieving my old self. Yeah. And uh, embracing my new self. Um, trying to be strong in my new self mm-hmm. and c- confident that I am who I should be right now. Yeah. And I just need to work on that. Yeah. Um, I think that I spent a lot of the last three, four years getting over guilt. And there was the, always this guilt that loomed inside of me before saying, well, you didn't get that or that didn't happen for you or these bad things are happening to you. Because you were not the greatest person in the past. Mm -hmm. And in my childhood, in my young adolescence, I was not a good person. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of horrible, bad things. Um, But it it was very situational at the time. And I've learned, like, I've moved past that. I'm in 40... How old am I? Are you older than me? I'm 43. Barely. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I'm 43 now. Like, I don't need to carry this baggage with me everywhere I go. I've already moved past that. I've done a lot of good things um, for myself, Mm. my family, and my community. Yeah. And, you know, I've worked past those things. And it isn't isn't something I need to carry on with me forever. Right. And I've also learned, like, I need to open my mouth and and talk about how I feel or what I see or how things are happening in the world. And I have a voice. Yeah. I I don't need to just sit back and listen to everybody else. And I don't need to just give advice to my friends. I need to take my own advice. Right. And stop dishing it out. Like I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Like girl, why are you broke down in a a panic attack? If you just told me yesterday, you know, I should, Breathe and do the yoga. (laughs) Meditate, find yourself, you know, like I need to stop being on my high horse and, you know, take my own dang advice. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that and I've been finding I'm proud of myself for speaking up and jumping in with two feet and just like, let's do this. Let's just move forward. Let's get past whatever happened yesterday. Right. And it's, it's, it's scary 
mm-hmm. and it makes me feel very vulnerable, which I don't like. But I notice that once I do it and move past it, I'm proud of myself. And yeah, I feel happy in my skin. It like opens another part of yourself. You're like, wow, right? That's amazing. And yeah. I'm allowing these people, these healthy people, into my life mm-hmm. by doing that because people yes. say, hey, I see you. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Look what I have. Yeah. I can offer to you. Yeah. So like that's. You know amazing. how I picture the new self. I picture the new self as like a deer who is bo- first born and you know how they're all wobbly on their legs? Oh, yeah. That's how I picture the new self. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, you got over it. You're like, yeah. And I can't walk. <laughs> like, I can't. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just here. Thank you. I don't right. know. I can spell my name, though. I guess, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you feel like you like you just got yeah. shot out the other end, yeah. you know? Um, and then all of a sudden, your legs get stronger. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. I can talk. I can speak. I have a strong voice. Mm-hmm. People want to hear me. Oh, wait. You know, like me. Like, I, I'm i okay. Right. Like, I can do without these things. Like, I can actually, I'm creative. I need to say that I'm creative. I need to stop hiding my potential. Right. Like, you know, and all of a sudden your legs get stronger. Uh-huh. And then you start to create. And then you start to move. And then you start to, you know what I mean? And then you're like, boom. And then here you are. And then here you are. Like, and that's like years. Don't think I'm, you're not like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll it ain't, it ain't overnight. It'll only get better. <laughs> Oh, God, thank you so much, Tasha, for being here and being all vulnerable with me. I hope you guys got something out of this conversation. We wanted to just let it be known that it's a process. It's an ugly process. (laughs) Not everybody can do it. Not everybody feels uh, feeling like they can make it, that it looks too ugly. It just doesn't feel right. It's just uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where the answer is. That it was the whole point of this whole conversation was that when it's ugly, when it's uncomfortable, when you don't like it, when someone is getting on your nerves, that is where the answer is for yourself and for your self-growth. Be honest with yourself. Don't Perfection is not true. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so um, let's honor the process and that everyone's process is different. And every single process is, is deep. It's deep. It's a long. It's always a deep situation. So. Um, anyway, that is the program. That is the show. That is what we're saying today. <laughs> Anything else you want to say before we go? No. All right, y'all. Please follow my podcast. It's called Black Girl from Eugene. You can watch it here. Well, you cannot watch it, but you can hear it <laughs> <laughs> on any platform that podcasts are picked up on. Um, again, I'm on Patreon. I'd appreciate a $2 donation monthly, $5 donation monthly, so I can get this thing off the ground having these real conversations in person online and forums um, and grow this little thing and keep going in the process I hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of the week I will be back next week with another guest doing our thing anything else you want to say thank you thank you